Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Has the Giz saved Hamilton? Pretty cool and, uh, you know, it made it hard to concentrate at, at some point. It was... Kelly's get their first double podium. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, was nearly a Jack Daniels 1-2 there for a while. If... And drivers look to help a friend in need. You know, we want to get behind him uh, and uh, support him as much as we can. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Taking the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Shane Van Gisbergen was the toast of Hamilton on Sunday when he took his first V8 supercar race victory in the sixth race of the season. When you have a whole nation behind you, it's hard to not get excited. So I was pushing pretty hard there, but um, unbelievable feeling. And I think I owe the boys some beers tonight. The Giz is now considered the best driver coming out of New Zealand with all the headlines reporting of his success. Kiwis have upstaged the Australian V8 supercar drivers in an action-packed trans Tasman showdown in Hamilton today. Leading three sport tonight, well it was only a matter of when, not if, Shane Van Gisbergen would claim a V8 supercars victory. The victory all but confirmed Van Gisbergen's status as the number one Kiwi in V8 supercars. One of the first guys to come congratulate me was Greg Murphy. Well, he's fast becoming the toast of motor racing back here. V8 supercar driver Shane Van Gisbergen is still celebrating his win in Hamilton. He can't believe the response he's getting from social media fans as well. Facebook on the fan fan page, and I just can't can't believe the, the responses and the, the messages I've got. It's just overwhelming. It's really, really cool to see the support we got, and, and for SBR as well. It's, it's awesome. Well, with the event under scrutiny from the new Hamilton City Council, many believe that the young Aucklander becoming the first New Zealand driver ever to win on the streets of Hamilton may be the boost the event needs as the series in general struggles on the shaky aisle. Lee Holsworth and Garth Tander rounded out the Sunday podium in a interesting Hamilton weekend, while Steve Owen finally cracked his first top five in the VIP Pet Food Commodore following a top three qualifying effort. Yeah, we uh, we came here for a top five and we had a tough race yesterday in the rain, but um, you know, qualified third, finished fifth. Probably could run third, but had, had a lazy stop, so happy days. Rick and Todd Kelly celebrated their first double podium on Saturday with the pair running 1-2 for much of the race. Definitely an interesting race from our point of view. On the, at the start I snuck up the inside and I wasn't sure if I was going to take two people out there or get around the corner because the others seemed to be going a little slower than I expected and uh, thankfully we got around there and um, last thing you want to hear on the radio with five or six laps to go when you've got a five or ten second lead is that there's a safety car and you know, if it wasn't for that, we would have been first and second, but, you know, Todd did a great job and get 19th or 20th to, 
to second at, at one point there, and, and Craig was quick at the end and uh, putting a lot of pressure on me. So it's a great way to win, you know, a race for, for Kelly Racing with um, trying weather conditions and um, different pit strategies and dry running and wet running and, uh, you know, guys like Craig and Todd pushing you. It's um, definitely very rewarding. Their success continued on Sunday with a solid qualifying strategy that saw them share the front row. Given that we're so far down pit lane, I thought we would have probably been around 25th. And uh, when the boys said on the radio, you P2 and it started pouring, I was, I was actually quite surprised. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty good result for us. Rick Kelly with a six on Sunday now sits second in the championship battle. Great steps forward for us. I think it's actually quite good that we finished sixth today and not yesterday because we go away a little bit upset and we'll work hard at the next one and get a good result. But the old car treated as well all weekend. and had great pace in both races and get myself a little bit more comfortable in there. It only takes just a little bit and we'll have good pace and be able to run at the front. Lowndes was also on the pace on Saturday, grabbing some more valuable points. Our car was good. Our speed at the end was uh, basically on, on par with Rick. We, we could sort of keep with him. Maybe would have been able to catch him, but uh, I don't think we had the extra pace to pass him. So, uh, you know, it's a credit for those guys to, to do what they've done and, uh, and to come out and have a victory. It was a crazy race. So to the points, and although Jamie Wincupo could only manage an 18th placing on Sunday, his best from the weekend, he leads the championship on 654 points. Rick Kelly second on 573 points. Craig Lowndes on 552. Garth Tander for HRTs on 543 along with Mark Winterbottom. Then it's Shane Van Gisbergen, who's now up to sixth position with 534. Will Davison on 528. Alex Davison on 522. Stephen Johnson on 455. And Fabian Coulthard rounds out the top 10 with 441 points. On Sunday, the stewards received written notification from Kelly Racing that they wished to withdraw their protest that was lodged at the Albert Park 400 following the incident between Craig Lowndes and Rick Kelly. Hamilton's future is under scrutiny with Nicky Preston of the Waikato Times reporting that the race could be in jeopardy with wet weather affecting crowd numbers which were on par with 2010. V8 supercars have intimated that they could look at rescheduling the event for later in the season giving the race a spring race date. But they have also said that they are looking to offload the event to a local promoter rather than keeping under V8 Supercar events control. The new Hamilton City Council is reviewing the costs of the event with feelings in the council mixed on its benefits to the community. Definitely watch this space. The hits keep coming for V8 Supercars in New Zealand though as the races will no longer be broadcast live into the land of the long white cloud. Bathurst, the only race now scheduled to be live, with a change in focus with New Zealand host broadcaster MediaWorks TV saying saying that the ratings for the races just did not justify changing the format for the recently revamped 4, which is where the races have been bumped to when TV3 gets to 5pm. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, James Moffat continues to take us on his journey through his rookie year. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Well, James Moffat joins us on Rookie Year. And James, your first trip with the V8 Supercar main game to New Zealand. It, uh, one, it must be interesting to go and see how different the V8 Supercar series is overseas on top of just having to race there. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, it's one of those places, I guess, New Zealand really get behind their V8s and um, really embrace the the whole uh, street race atmosphere over there in Hamilton. So it was um, good to finally get over there and, and uh, hit the streets. Um, and, you know, fortunately, we had a pretty pretty successful weekend. So uh, it, it, was, it was all good. Now, you've raced in Abu Dhabi, you've raced in Adelaide, you've raced in Hamilton. Have you noticed a big difference between the fans? Uh, well, yeah, obviously uh, over in, in Abu Dhabi, probably not quite as many fans as what we're used to um, here in Australia. But, um, you know, all the New Zealand guys were great and um, there was certainly plenty of Jim Beam uh, supporters out there, which is always good to see. Was there a lot of talk in amongst the fans about what the guys have been doing with the Hamilton, oh, sorry, with the Christchurch earthquakes and the support that's been going on there? Well, yeah, certainly, you know, that's something that's, I guess, on uh, not just us drivers' minds, but um, you know, a lot of people's minds. And New Zealand have have uh, had a bit of a, a rough trot of late with uh, with what happened down in Christchurch. So I guess it was um, important for V8 supercars to go over go over to New Zealand and put on a good show and, and try and lift the spirits of, of everybody over there. And um, hopefully, we were, we were able to do that. You've had two hit races out of the last four. Do you like running around in monsoonal conditions? Yeah, well, certainly, um, you know, the uh, the weather on Saturday probably wasn't uh, wasn't ideal, but um, at, at the same time, it was the same for everybody out there, and it was definitely uh, definitely the most challenging conditions that I've uh, ever driven in, and um, you know, we were sort of pretty happy just to get to, get to the finish of the of the race. So, uh, you know, with a wet qualifying, um, there was there was plenty of action happening out on track and a few red flags and fortunately we didn't cause any of them and um, we, we had a pretty solid qualifying in 12th and then the race um, we all started on slicks but it was actually raining on the grid and then it dried out a bit but you know there was always that threat of rain and boy when it rained did it rain so um, yeah the uh, the Dunlop wet tyre certainly got a workout on the weekend. Mm. Now looking at uh, one of the big differences, the pressure on qualifying between V8 supercars and the other uh, series that you've raced in. Is there a big noticeable difference between what you have to do to prepare yourself for that, you know, that 20-minute session and, and getting yourself ready for that to the other oh, categories? Yeah, not so much in terms of getting yourself um, prepared or anything like that. In, in any category you're racing, qualifying is always a very important element to your weekend, but... Um, I guess it's just highlighted or um, exemplified in, in the main series in terms of just how competitive it is. You know, I guess coming from the development series the last couple of years, you could sort of be half half a second off the pace and probably still be comfortably um, in, the, in the top five on the grid. Whereas in the in the main series, if you're half a second off off the pace, you're probably 
back around 15th. So um, it, it's just the closeness of the competition. It, it just makes makes you work um, very hard on, on making sure you, you get the most out of your, your qualifying laps and stringing them together and, and being as smooth as possible. And, um, you know, it's, it sounds simple, but, you know, the, the better the qualify, the better you qualify generally, the better, better you race. So uh, the, the field's so tight that... Um, you know, everybody's so even in the races that it, it's very hard to pass. And, um, you know, with the exception, I guess, on the weekend of, of the mixed weather, you know, when we, when we seem to have weather, and that, that obviously spices things up. But uh, qualifying is always important. Mm. It, it doesn't really matter what category you're in. You haven't had a chance to have a V8 supercar run at Perth before. No, that's right. But um, I've raced... Carrera Cup there and actually got my first podium in Carrera Cup over there in 2008 and raced Formula Ford there and then won the round over there so it's a track that I've always um, enjoyed success at and uh, enjoyed driving driving the track over there and, and just um, always actually enjoy heading over to Perth. I think it's a great city and um, it'll be great to get back over there this year obviously. Uh, the, the V8 supercars went over there last year so I'm sure uh, all the Perth people We'll, uh, we'll come out and support the race, and, and uh, I have no doubt we'll put on a good show. Well, we look forward to speaking to you after Perth as your rookie year continues. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you then. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from New Zealand racer, it's Tom Worsley. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, and uh, great to be with you. And also joining us for the first time, two rookies on debut here. It is Adrian Mussolino from Vertex Magazine. And uh, both of you guys, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Now, New Zealand, I just cannot believe the weather we saw on Saturday. We've seen two very different races across that whole weekend as well. It was a great, you know, great weekend of racing. And, you know, once again, we're at a street circuit and it starts raining and that's the last three if we go back to Homebush last year and you know, as we've seen that combination of street racing and wet weather just produces some absolute classic racing. Mm. Tom what was, were your it thoughts? It was definitely a bit of a shock because in the week leading up it was beautiful blue skies and then Saturday the weather turned real nasty and uh, absolutely poured uh, I guess it, it made for very interesting racing and then on the Saturday it was it could have gone either way. It, it was fine in the morning and then there was a bit of drizzle and no one knew whether it was going to rain in the race or, or stay fine. We saw two different winners. We saw the Giz take his victory. What do you think that means when you have new drivers winning like that, Tom? I think it it breaks up the 
the dominance of some of the bigger teams makes it a lot more exciting for new people to come into the sport and follow someone. You can either jump on the bandwagon of supporting Triple Eight or Craig Lowndes, Jamie Wincup or Mark Winterbottom from Ford. But if your first race that you go to is Hamilton and you see a brand new winner, you might jump on that bandwagon early. It's great for the sport, especially the fact that someone like Shane Van Gisbergen's come in. He's only 21 and he's got such a big future ahead of him. We've seen the natural talent uh, so often, especially last year. He you know, really got going, I think, and established himself in the sport. And it's exactly what it needs. It you know, spices up the racing, and it just makes for a much deeper grid when you've got people like Shane Van Gisbergen in the mix. We've got you know, the likes of Tim Slade, Alex Davison, also in that sort of situation where they're about to break through. So it's just great. Mm. Now... Of course, we saw a bit of old and a bit of new because Rick Kelly got his win on Saturday. And with a sixth place on Sunday, Adrian, it's rocketed him up to second place in the championship, their strongest position since going out on their own. It has, and you get the feeling that this is their major turning point for that team. And, you know, Rick's really riding that wave of confidence. And it's going to be fascinating to see now whether he can sort of stay in that championship mix with the likes of Winkup and Tander and Winterbottom and that's the big test now for Kelly Racing. Mm. I guess the other interesting thing for it, Tom, is the fact that uh, X just did a story on Dynasty and when we saw three of their cars in that top five for the majority of the race, it really does look like a Dynasty and it does look like the sleeping giant has awoken. Yeah, it, it just seems like even um, you know, over the weekend, all four cars were very strong. So it looks as if everything's coming together for them and, um, you know, they, they've still got a few things to sort out and there's definitely minor things that they're working on. But I think as a package, it's all coming together and I think Kelly Racing's only going to go forward and become, you know, potentially the next Triple Eight in terms of dominance. Well, talking about Triple Eight there, Tom, and uh, Jamie Winkup. 18th, his best result. Of course, Craig was on the podium on Saturday, but, uh, well, Jamie, he one thing about him, though, if he does have a bad race, he doesn't normally take too long to bounce back, and we all remember two years ago when he completely missed the Hamilton round. Yeah, it's interesting on Saturday to see him make such a mistake coming out of pit lane, and I think he was just unlucky on Sunday. The past has shown that he's very strong and it doesn't take him long to bounce back. I think he'll be... I think misfortune for Jamie Wincup is just an excuse to be more aggressive and and, uh, fight even harder at the next round. What about you, Adrian? What was your read on the Wincup weekend? It was very unusual, wasn't it? Especially the mistake on the Saturday race coming out of pit lane. That's not the type of mistake Wincup usually makes, and as you said, his reaction in Perth will be fascinating. And what was interesting, interesting for me was the fact that, you know, here was a weekend when we, Win Cup had an off, you know, performance over two races, and yet no one really consistently stood up and took advantage of that. And I'm thinking, you know, Mark Winterbottom, Garth Tander, the usual suspects who need to claw that gap down in the championship. And, you know, I think that could be the theme of the season is who's going to be consistently taking the fight up to the wing cup. Mm. And James Courtney's weekend just went from bad to worse too as he, uh, what, got a, a stewards penalty after the Saturday race? And and the tyre bundle as well, hitting on Sunday was, you know, we were wondering who was going to hit that um, considering all the hoopla over putting one there, the sensors that they'd put in that middle part of the chicane, the drivers were constantly triggering that. So, 
you know, not that we've seen Courtney make a few mistakes this year, and really that's cost him the championship, and it's going to be very, very difficult for him to defend his title, I think. It's Gas and Go time on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8 Race Experience. Find out how you can drive at Bathurst this Easter at v8race.com.au. Guess and go, you guys hopefully know the drill. Five questions in three minutes, starting from now. Their supercars need to look at watering the tracks like Bernie Eccleston suggested they should do for Formula One. No, I think uh, weather on its own is an exciting element. So I wouldn't be trying to play God and change the, the circumstances because if it starts dry and gets wet, it's always interesting in the middle. If you were to water the track, it would be starting wet and it you know would potentially stay wet or possibly dry so i think leave it up to uh the elements i agree i think that's a silly idea and as we saw in the saturday race it's inherently dangerous when the track is wet especially in pit lane as we saw and i think that's just not on well adrian should headlights be made compulsory in wet races yep absolutely going on the same theme there's a safety issue when it's dark and it's wet and i think we saw in the saturday race it was very dark outside and drivers weren't putting them on and you know, ignoring the racing side of things, I think it's just, you know, V8s should reflect what needs to happen out on the road sometimes, and I think drivers should be popping their headlights on when it's darker. They've got a compulsory uh, rain light on the back. They should be definitely using something on the front as well, not just to let the driver in front know where they are, but if they spin, which is likely in a slippery condition, uh, that way a driver will say, oh, there's a car in danger there. Tom, the closeness of the field is improving the racing. True or false? I think it is. Over pretty much every round this year, you've seen at least one race where there's dicing battles. So I think uh, it's been fantastic this year. Definitely. We've had you know, consistency in terms of the regulations and you know, a lot of Triple Eight, you know, handing out their chassis further down the grid and it's been great and it's been great for the sport and we've seen that competitiveness throughout the grid now. Danny Green, Adrian is sponsoring Paul Morris in Perth. Who do you think's taken more hits in their career? That's a tough one. Paul Morris has definitely handed out a few and he copped one at Winton a few years ago, which, you know, got a lot of attention and the delivery looks interesting and it's you know, great to see other sports getting involved in V8s, but I think Paul will be handing out his own hits when he hits the Fujitsu Series this year. He called one of his chassis Elvis because it had more hits than Elvis. Either way, I think Danny Green's had plenty of hits to his head in over his career, but um, I agree. I think uh, at Perth it'll be Paul Morris being very strong at, uh, against the Fujitsu Series. First win, do you think, in the scheme of V8 supercars, is more important? Holsworth, Caruso, Webb or the Gears? I think the significance of Shane Van Gisbergen's was right up there because it was in New Zealand the first time someone's won at Hamilton and it was, um, you know, it was for the Christchurch event. So I think that was probably the most significant first win that we've seen in recent years. I agree, and I think we've got to remember there was this real build-up to that first win, wasn't there? He came so close in 2010 on the Gold Coast and at Homebush. So there was this growing expectation about when he would do that. For it to happen in New Zealand, it was just the perfect sort of way for it to happen. And I think now he'll just go up to that next level. Mm, well, that's Gas and Go for another week here on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8 Race Experience. Find out how you can drive at Bathurst this Easter at v8race.com.au.
Right after the break, Adrian and Tom will return and we'll be looking at the future of Hamilton. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me this week from New Zealand Racer is Tom Worsley and also from V8X Magazine, it's Adrian Mussolino. And Adrian, your first Hamilton, I believe. Yes, it was, and it was interesting to see, you know, firsthand how the, you know, the small town of Hamilton, it's not a very big population, got behind the event and also to follow the mood and, you know, the discussion over the future of the race and it was a very interesting weekend. Tom, you would have had a lot of colleagues with experience of Hamilton before working in the New Zealand racer offices there. Well, um, unfortunately for me, the office is based in Christchurch, so it's mainly email correspondence and given that uh, there was a small quake there not too long ago, I was the only representative at Hamilton from the organisation. I think Hamilton is, again, with what Adrian said, everyone gets behind it. It, it sort of had a, the same vibe as Clipsal in terms of the build-up and the hype and um, city involvement. But it's, uh, I, I think it's got a few more years to get to that point. Mm. Well, uh, is it going to get that far is the question, though, Tom, because uh, the new city council is looking very closely at the figures and the the financial review that they're undertaking has uh, already uncovered some scary figures as far as they're concerned i think it's it's getting to the point now where we've had four events at hamilton and you need to look at the numbers and justify whether it's going to go into the red or the black and it, it now it's at the turning point where it should be making a profit. This this weekend they had a uh, an increased number on last year, but I think it would have been higher if it wasn't raining on Saturday. So I think it needs one more year and a dry year in order to determine whether it's going to be a success or not. Adrian, what was your read on what we were hearing from government? It's a bit of a concern, and my concern is, it is such a small place. I think the population is only around 150,000. The Hamilton CBD really isn't that big. And my concern is, does it have the economy to support a race of that magnitude? Because with street circuit racing, there is a big cost associated with setting up the track, the disruption to traffic, etc. But that's sort of compensated at a clips or a towns or a surface because, you know, there's just a bigger economy here in Australia. So I'm not too sure. It's always a worry when governments get involved and start looking at that bottom line and raise question marks. So I think it's definitely up in the air. What about this talk that they might move the date of the event and possibly bump it back to spring? It's difficult because the calendar now, you know, there's a few different things going on and depends on when the international races squeeze in. It's still a big effort for the teams to get over to New Zealand. So I don't think whether... You know, better weather would be enough of a reason to move the date. 
and really was you know probably the first Hamilton race that's really been affected by wet weather. So I'm not sure that that's such a plausible argument. You know, you've got a new track further up the road. Again, it comes back to the street circuits versus tradition argument yeah it's a bit of a tough one (laughs) all right now there's also talk the v8 supercar events once out of the hamilton event did the rock and race format fail in new zealand do you think tom i think it in a way it did um the headline act on on saturday night was definitely hampered by the rain um and i can tell you i had plans on going to it and then looked at the skies and went no not happening and you know putting a big act on sunday night i don't think was was wise because people if they've traveled need to get home so i think they need to look at the timing of of the concerts and i think the the point that adrian made earlier about the population of hamilton also didn't help the situation there were people coming through the gates um who you know you wouldn't call traditional motorsport fans who are there simply for the concert and that's what Rock and Race is about, to get those sort of people to a V8 supercar event. But again, it's the population size, that it's, that's the concern. And the next major city is Auckland, which is 90 minutes up the road. So you're always going to struggle to get a significant amount of people. The amount of people that they get is fantastic. To get 100,000 is great for that population size. But again, it comes down to whether there's the economy behind that to, support the event. 90 minutes up the road that's just going to Parramatta for a Sydney cider and they won't even go to Eastern Creek which is only 30 minutes up the road. That's true and this is the problem with street circuit racing is the costs involved you need to justify it with big crowds so you need to keep the momentum going and that's what V8 has done in Adelaide and Gold Coast with concerts. It's just a question of whether it's worked in New Zealand, and I think that question's still ongoing. What did we learn out of this weekend's racing, Tom? This weekend we've learnt that there are some um, some unknown contenders in the championship this year. Kelly Racing are going to be quite strong going into the next uh, next couple of rounds, and with momentum they're just going to get more dominant. In terms of the event next year, I think they need to seriously look at the tyre bundles, and the only criticism that the, the teams had of the electronic system was they didn't have a point of reference. They could see a tyre bundle and avoid it, but they didn't know exactly where the sensor was. So they need to look at the the technology versus tyre bundle debate and and find a way and a healthy in-between. The thing I learned was, you know, I really think this is one of the deepest fields we've seen in V8 supercars when you look at the amount of potential race winners, the amount of podium getters with Kelly Racing up there now and um, you know, that's four strong cars that are in the mix and you've got the likes of Gary Rogers and Brad Jones racing all those guys who can get up there and, you know, fight for wins. I think that's really impressive and it's making the racing great. And I, and again, I think, as we said before, the combination of wet weather and street circuit really does produce just some amazing racing. And let's sort of hope that continues when we go to the likes of Townsville and especially Surface Paradise with all those internationals. It is going to be interesting times ahead. Thanks very much to Adrian Mussolino from VRX Magazine. Thanks. And Tom Worsley from the New Zealand Racer. And uh, thank you for joining us here on VAD Insiders. Thanks very much. After the break, the white flag lap. And we'll be hearing about the brand new auction site to help raise funds for Jason Richards. I hope you'll stay with us. 
You've taken the V8 to the races. You've watched the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Fiat supercar drivers are known for being keenly competitive, willing to knock out each other as quick as they would look at them. But on this week's White Flag Lap, we look behind the Bid for Jace. .com initiative started by Garth Tander, Paul Dumbrell and Greg Murphy. The site has now got the backing of the whole V8 supercar community as Garth Tander and Greg Murphy explain. Holden were one of the first people to jump on board when we were talking about bidforjace.com. They said, we'll do what we can and they came back to us and said, look, we can give you a car, which is awesome for us to be able to launch the site with that. And you know, we've, we've really never done something like this as a group before and, and you know, uh, it puts everything in perspective when uh, you've got a guy like Jason who's one of the most popular guys up and down pit lane, um, one of the most passionate blokes, one of the fierce blokes and, you know, a tough racer. Who, and, and if there's a, a guy that uh, loves racing and, and competing more than him, I don't know who it is. So, you know, um, it, it's a it's an incredibly tough time for a lot of people, for his family, uh, for him and, and his wife Charlotte and his kids and, and you know, it's affecting all of us and, um, you know, we, we really want to get behind Jason. He's got a very rare form of cancer that... Uh, uh, there's not a lot known about it, and uh, he unfortunately is having to do most of the research himself on trying to, um, you know, find a way to, to beat this this bloody horrible disease. So everyone go to forbidtojace.com and bid on the latest series to Holden Cruise. It's the Australian-built car, and um, you know we're really glad to have them on board. And there's been so much support, so many people up and down pit lane that have given so many really cool items. So some unique stuff on there. So jump on board and uh, and have a bid. You can check out more information on how you can help Jason Richards by logging on to bidforjace.com. As the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.